hey, Chris, we'll give you a deal. You can fill up as many times as you want in a month for 600 bucks a month. You don't have to worry about it. You get unlimited gas. What would you say to that? I would say that's too expensive. Exactly. This is the Penny Forward Podcast, a show about blind people building bright futures one penny at a time. I'm Chris Peterson. I'm Liz Botner. I'm Mo Carpenter. And today we are going to be talking about switching cell phone carriers. This came up because in our episode called Money Moves to Kick Off 2023, I mentioned that I recently changed cell phone carriers to Visible by Verizon a discount cell phone service provided by Verizon that costs just 15 bucks a month, though it does go up to 30 after an introductory period. And we thought we would bring on a tech expert, Al Pazzoli, to talk with us about the mechanics of switching to discount cell phone providers. He's done a lot of research into this and uh, is just kind of a geek in general. Uh, so that we could find out what the pros and cons of doing this might be in case you're considering making the switch yourself. Al, thanks for being here. Hello, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Tell us about yourself and your blindness to start us off, if you would. Okay, so um, I have been blind since birth. I have been my whole life, as I just pointed out, kind of a technology geek because it was just you know, obvious from the beginning what sorts of paths technology would open for me as someone who was blind. So um, I learned at a very young age when I would put off my homework to play around on the computer that I probably should go into IT and computers as a career. So that's what I did. I uh, started my career in about 2000 uh, working for Humanware. Then after that, I worked for a number of years at Michigan State University in the disability office doing IT for them. And uh, these days I work for Vespero um, as a member of TPGI, which is um, our web accessibility arm. And um, I do various things depending on the day for them. I've always been involved in technology. I've always been very interested in technology. I play with technology, I work with technology, and I research technology. What are some of your non-work, quote-unquote, play aspects of technology that are your favorites? Do you have a favorite piece of technology that you've used over the years, either that you're using now or that you previously used, maybe that isn't usable anymore, sadly? I'm into a lot of the retro technology. I mean, I can talk to you for hours about the Apple IIe, which I'm sure that that's not happening in this episode. But I think the most life-changing technology that I've seen in the last 20 years, obviously, has been smartphones. You know, prior to that, the I was heavily involved in the note takers and that sort of thing. You know, and I'm a bit of a gamer. You know, I used to have enough vision to kind of get into the video games and the Ataris and stuff like that. But that's not the case anymore, although you can play some of those things with sound. And, and there are new avenues of accessible gaming happening, which is great. Moving to the topic of the day, talking about the cell phone carriers, what made you decide to switch? Um, a number of factors. I think the, the most obvious one is pricing. The average phone bill in America is probably between $60 and $80 a month if you're if you're going with the big carriers on their highest priced plans. And, and that's before you even think about financing your phone. 
if you're financing your phone through your carrier. So, you know, if you're adding that on top of it, you're looking at, you know, over $100 a month for a phone line. So, you know, the uh, discount carriers offer a lot of flexibility in terms of pricing. And the way that you can really lower your pricing is to really understand your cell phone plan and kind of understand how much data you really need. You have to look at your history over the months and kind of get a sense of your usage patterns and understand how much data are you really using. Um, And these MVNOs, and I'll explain what that is in a moment, offer you that path. Um, One analogy I always kind of like to use when we talk about cell phone plans, it's going to really help us, you know, in, in considering how to move forward. Say the Peterson family had a car and they filled it up three times a month with gas and maybe say each fill was $50 a month. I'm just making these numbers up, but they're based on national averages, $150 a month, right? So let's assume that the gas station came up with a new offer, unlimited pass for gas. And they said, Hey, Chris, we'll give you a deal. You can fill up as many times as you want in a month for 600 bucks a month. You don't have to worry about it. You get unlimited gas. What would you say to that? I would say that's too expensive. Exactly. But we're conditioned to not even think twice about that when we are paying for unlimited data, which most of us don't need. So that's why I switched. So when you switched, what were some of the concerns that you had and how did you research them or address them? I think the concerns that I had were um, just that I didn't really understand what was going on initially, what switching really would mean. And the way I addressed them was by doing research. You know, I needed to understand what what is available out there. What does it mean if I'm switching to an MVNO? So there's two different things. There is a mobile network operator, which is an MVNO. That's the big guys. That's like Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. Those guys have their own networks. And what they will do is they will resell service to other providers. And and basically, you know, it's kind of like if you go to Costco and you buy coffee and you really like the coffee and what is this coffee? It's, well, it's Costco brand, you know, but really if you dig into it, I don't know, it might be Folgers or something. And it's really somebody else's product, but it's just being resold. And that's the same thing that happens with these, uh, with these MVNOs. It's kind of a win, 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 because the big carriers can resell this capacity to these smaller carriers, they don't have brick and mortar stores typically, so they can pass those savings onto the consumer and the consumer gets a better deal. But one of the concerns I was concerned about was reliability, and you're not going to really deal with any reliability issues because you're really still dealing with either the Verizon network, the T-Mobile network, or the AT&T network. Since switching, what has your experience been like? very good. Um, It's been, I've obviously saved a lot of money. Um, I am right now paying a total of $22 a month for two phone lines. I'm paying for myself and for my mom, and it's $22 a month. And I can do that because I have an understanding of how much data we both use. I know that, you know, for myself, I probably use maybe two or three gigs a month because I mostly work from home and I'm on Wi-Fi all the time. And then when I'm out, you know, I'm not really doing anything that involves a lot of data. And if I do, if I go road tripping or something, I can top it off for that month and still come out way ahead for the year. 
I haven't had any reliability issues. Right now, I'm actually with T-Mobile directly on a prepaid plan. That's only $15 a month for my personal line. And I have my mom on a T-Mobile MVNO called Tello, where you can customize the plan. And she's only her line only costs $7 a month because she doesn't use a lot of data. So the reliability has been great. One of the things to consider, though, it's, it's not necessarily a con, but it's just something to consider. Most of these MVNOs and prepaid plans don't offer the ability to walk into retail stores to get support. So, you know, if you're technical and relatively comfortable with dealing with technical issues and you think you can troubleshoot your own issues, then, you know, that's another thing to think about. Do you want to take on that responsibility? Because you're going to get customer service, but it's going to be email. It's going to be chat. If you really want to walk in and have somebody fix something for you, then uh, there are some options, but some of these MVNOs might not be right. Do you think that there is a big difference between, especially for like our community and the blind community, um, the Apple versus Android and going with a discount cellular plan? Um, I don't think that it really matters as far as Apple versus Android. I think the issues that our community would face are the same issues that anybody else would face, really. You know, are you comfortable switching carriers or there's a process you have to go through when you switch you know are you comfortable doing that yourself or do you want to have assistance doing it are you comfortable installing your sim card which we can talk about in a minute you know those sorts of things but they're i don't think that they're specific to our community exactly so we got some questions from the audience that prompted us recording this episode in the first place and the first one was is my coverage still going to be as good as I expect, or am I am I going to have coverage issues by switching? Your coverage will be nearly identical. You know, so if you switch to like visible from Verizon, you're going to have Verizon coverage. You're using the Verizon towers. The only reason I even said nearly identical is because sometimes, and this is very rare, and you probably won't ever notice it, is that the big guys will deprioritize an MVNO customer, like if you're at a ball game or something and there are thousands of customers at the ball game, the Verizon people are going to maybe get a higher priority, which means that if there's like, you know, think of it as like traffic, they're going to get to go first, which might result in slightly slower speeds for you or something like that, but it's not noticeable. I've never had an issue with it and the amount of money that you're saving, it's definitely a trade-off worth making. The second question we have from the audience is, if I do switch, can I keep my number or will I have to memorize a new number? And will other people who have my current number have to memorize a new number? If anyone even does that anymore, because we all have people yeah. on our contacts. But, you yeah. Know. <laughs> um, yeah, you can absolutely keep your number. The thing to remember, though, the, uh, the first rule is do not, when you're going to switch, tell your old provider that you want to cancel. What you need to do is switch, and, and sometimes what will happen is you'll switch and you'll get a temporary trial number from the new carrier that you can play with for a few days or whatever. And once you're ready to switch, you want to go through the number porting process with your new carrier. So you tell them, I want to initiate a port, and then they will ask you for information about your old carrier, What you know, what's your account number, what's your name and address that is on file with the old carrier. There might be a security pin from the old carrier that they need they will initiate the switch. Um, once it's done, then your old plan is automatically canceled. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to alert the old carrier. That's really great information. 
another question from our community asks, what happens if my cell phone breaks? You know, depending on what kind of um, warranty you have, you might have Apple Care or something like that. You know, you can get it taken care of that way. Um, but with these prepaid plans, typically you're not financing your phone, um, you know, and the company really has nothing to do with replacing your phone. But, you know, if you're paying $15 a month and you're not paying finance costs, you know, whatever, I mean, you could buy a new phone every couple of years and you're, you're saving enough money where if you had to make an emergency phone purchase or spend money on repairing your phone, you're still going to come out ahead of where you would be if you were spending $70, $80 a month on a phone plan plus another 30 months finance charge. So here's an, another question we got. And I'll preface this by saying I had trouble doing this myself. So while this question didn't come from me, it's one that's that's interesting to me. And it is, can I change my SIM card by myself, particularly as a blind person or is that way too technical okay. yeah and that is something that you may have some problems doing the first time but it's one of those things that takes practice you know and there's a little tray on the on your phone and it, it depends on your phone where it is it's probably i think on my phone it's like on the upper right edge and you have to find this little hole and insert a tool that pops it out and then the sim just comes out it's just a little tiny card that you insert into the phone and it's, it's very tiny and it just, it's a delicate operation, but you can do it. You know, you need to understand which way it goes into the tray and, um, and how to put it in there. I think the first time I did it, it took me like 20 minutes to do it. Now I can do it in, you know, maybe a minute or two because it's just after you've done it enough times, it makes sense. The interesting thing though, is that that's becoming less and less of an issue. There is now something on newer phones called an eSIM and you can have your new plan activated on an eSIM, which is basically a virtual electronic SIM in your phone that's already there. And when you switch carriers, all they have to do is activate a new eSIM in your phone. You basically just download some data to your phone. You download the SIM and it's it's active. So the iPhone 14, for example, doesn't even have a physical SIM anymore. You can just have eSIMs in it. I can speak from someone who has successfully done a SIM transfer. It is it is doable as someone who has no vision. So I've done several of them. The last question we have from our audience is what sorts of phones are supported by these types of carriers? So really any phone today, I mean, you can buy pretty much any iPhone or Android and it's going to be supported. I can probably even other flip phone devices as well. Uh, but the main thing you have to do is ensure that whatever phone you're, you're bringing to the carrier is unlocked. Um, if you are financing a phone for your carrier right now, um, you know, and maybe you have a year left or something, that phone may be locked to your current carrier. Once you've paid that phone off, they can unlock it for you. And you can check on an iPhone, you can go to about and it will say something like stem unrestricted or something like that if it's unlocked. But as long as you have an unlocked phone, you can you can bring it to pretty much any carrier because nowadays iPhones run you know, you can buy one model iPhone that will run on CDMA or GSM. So it doesn't matter anymore as much as it used to. Al, do you know if the Blind Shell Classic 2 is available for this carrier switch? Um, I don't know. But the way to know is um, what carriers does it work with right now? For example, if you know it works with Verizon, then it will work with Visible, you know, or if it works with 
T-Mobile, then it will work with Mint Mobile or any of those. Um, what you want to kind of do when you're looking at switching is figure out what network you're using right now. And if you like that network, then you want to find a carrier that uses the same network. And basically, as long as your phone is unlocked, if it's working with the big guy, then it will work with the MVNO as well. I thought it would be interesting to pause and to talk about my experience with switching from T-Mobile, which is what I had, to Visible via Verizon, which is what I have now. We did it on three phones, and we were paying $140 a month for three phone lines on T-Mobile. And when we switched to Visible, now we're paying $45 a month for, uh, I think, six months, and then it will uh, increase to 90 which is still quite a bit cheaper than what we were paying before. And the process was really very simple, and I don't know that this is the same type of process that you would follow for every carrier that you would switch to, but, but what it was like for me was uh, two of our phones were unlocked, and so all we needed to do was get the SIM card and put it in the phone. The number porting process was very simple also, although Visible asked for a PIN number, and that was a little bit confusing to us because it's not the PIN number that you use to access your account. It's something called a transfer PIN, and we actually had to get some help from T-Mobile customer service figuring out how to how to get that transfer PIN, um, but they were very very nice about it they didn't uh they didn't pressure us to stay or anything they just told us where we could find it and uh, once we had that transfer pin switching those two phones over was seamless now my third phone was locked but i was eligible to get it unlocked because i wasn't under any sort of contract anymore and i had had the phone it was all all paid off and and i'd had it for several years so for that, I needed to call T-Mobile and ask them to unlock the phone before I switched. And they were able to do that. And it, it took, I would say, probably uh, half a day or maybe a full day for the unlock to, to take effect. And then I was able to follow the same process. The one thing that I had, and I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with this, is I had trouble opening the drawer on the side of the iPhone to get the SIM card out. So I needed help finding the little hole to to press on to get the drawer to pop out. Once the drawer popped out, uh, the SIM card was just sitting in the drawer. It feels like a really tiny SD card. It even has, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, one corner cut out so you can't put it in accidentally the wrong way. And I took the new SIM card out of the um, out of the package and dropped it in the drawer and slid the drawer back into the side of the phone and and boom I was done. So for me it was a really simple process and uh, I think the only thing that I had trouble with was that switching of the SIM card and like Al said if I had had a phone with an eSIM it would have worked fine. And by the way. I was using my existing phone that was on the T-Mobile network on the visible by Verizon network. So uh, I didn't even need to buy a new phone. I was able to, to use my existing phone in all three cases. 
So it it has worked out great for us, um, and we've had uh, no problem. We've been uh, switched over now for about uh, three months. Invisible offers an unlimited data plan, which is a little bit of a misnomer because they actually uh, will allow you to use uh, a limited amount of data. I think it's about 50 gigs a month, and then they'll start to throttle you back. So your data doesn't get shut off, but it gets slower uh, if you use more than that 50 uh, gigs a month. So that's the catch, I guess, to that particular plan, but it saves us 50 bucks a month, which for our family is a pretty big deal. So, uh, Al, are there any other things you wanted to add here that we haven't thought to ask? Um, I think we've covered most of it. I will say that uh, with eSIMs now, there are a lot of uh, trials. I mean, with, with an eSIM phone, you could literally go online right now if you wanted to try, like T-Mobile, for example, has a three-month trial. It's totally free. You, you download the T-Mobile app to your phone, and they can activate an eSIM for you, and you're trying T-Mobile within five minutes. You don't have to go to the store or wait for a SIM or anything, and there are other trials like that that are available. You know, the eSIM opens up a lot of doors. Um, for example, even if you were, you know, you could have Verizon as your primary carrier. And if you're going somewhere that, you know, maybe T-Mobile is better, you can buy like a month's worth of T-Mobile data on your second eSIM. So just a lot of things you can do. If you're comfortable with people contacting you, if they have questions, Al, how can they do that? So I am on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is ALP like Paul U Z Z. So Al Puzz. Um, I also recently began using Mastodon. So on Mastodon, I am Al Puzz, A L P U Z Z, at mastodon.social. And that's M A S T O D O N dot social. Um, there are also a number of websites that I use that are, that are very good resources in terms of reviewing phone plans and um, offering, you know, uh, comparisons of phone plans. And I don't know what the best way to share those would be. I could just reference them verbally or I could email them to the podcast or to uh, Chris. Um, how would we want to do that if we wanted to pass those on to the listeners? Why don't you just send them in an email and we'll stick them in the show notes? Okay, Perfect. And also, if anyone would like to send a question by email, we do have Al's email address, and, and we would be happy to forward on legitimate inquiries to him and, and uh, forward his responses back to you as well. So look for a wealth of information in the show notes, and if you're thinking of making the switch, it might be worth doing. It certainly has worked out well for me. It's worked out well for Al and a number of other people that I've spoken to, and uh, cell phone plans are are very, very expensive. They're kind of a necessity in this day and age. So uh, why not try to save a little bit of money on them here and there where you can? If you would like to get in touch with us by email to email a question, that email address is pennyforward at pennyforward.com. That's right. Al, thanks for being here. We appreciate your help. Thanks very much. Would you like to take advantage of Penny Forward's online courses, members-only group chats, and get early access to all of these podcast episodes a full week in advance? 
except when we're sick. You can do that by joining Penny Forward. It costs just $9 a month or $99 a year, and you get all of these benefits and more. You simply need to go to pennyforward.com and click on the Join Penny Forward link. And again, it costs just $9 a month or $99 a year. And if you would like to, Penny Forward is supported by donations, so please consider making a donation while you're there to support our important work to help blind people navigate the complicated landscape of personal finance through education, mentoring, and mutual support. You've been listening to the Penny Forward podcast, produced by Chris Peterson and Liz Botner, and also with help from Mo Carpenter. Audio editing and post-production is provided by Bryn Lee at superblink.org. And transcription is provided by Ann Verdine. And for all of us in the Penny Forward community, I'm Chris Peterson. I'm Liz Botner. And I'm Mo Carpenter. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you.